helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. IT career. I was a programmer. Today, they call them software engineers, but in my day, we were programmers. Programming is the process of assembling instructions to get the desired outcome. Now, Hillary Clinton appears to see the children of her political opponents as needing deprogramming, which really means reprogramming with her own agenda. This is nothing new. Collectivists have been programming our children for my entire life. Yes, it was a lot more subtle at first, but now they don't even hide their agenda. The sexualization of children in public school, the the training of children to judge people based solely on their race, even performing human testing on children, trying to, lying to them, claiming that their lives are at risk. All of this adds up to assembling instructions to get the desired outcome. A racist, pornographic, socialist nation run by the very people claiming to be concerned about our children. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read, we study the Constitution, we teach the rising generation to be free. And sometimes that means taking a look at uh, what's coming across the, 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 the wires and saying, no. No, we want to, we don't want to be deprogrammed by the collectivist nonsense that uh, Hillary Clinton has been supporting apparently all of her adult life. In fact, if there's any deprogramming to be done, it's deprogramming with the nonsense that has passed for education over the last several decades in this country. What do I mean? Once you start looking at things like uh, social-emotional learning, uh, positive behavior intervention supports, uh, multi-tiered systems and supports, these aren't about making better people. This is about making dependence. When when school programs started, you know, saying, "Well, we can't fail students; that makes them feel bad. We can't use red marker; it makes them feel bad." When we stopped keeping score because people might feel bad, it was all put across as a a you know. Oh, it's a positive. We don't want people to feel bad. Not realizing what it really was, it was programming. It was programming to get an entire generation to believe anything that made them feel bad was bad. Then all it took was, well, how do we get them to feel bad about what we want them to feel bad about? Things like critical race theory. Things like... um sex-positive education, things like do whatever you do that feels good, and anybody that tells you you can't do something that feels good is is evil. These are all, this has all been programmed. I'd even go so far as to say that the whole helicopter parent idea, the, the, the protecting a child from absolutely everything, was part of the programming. It was part of this idea of, you know, all we have to do is say something isn't safe, and get the child to do whatever you want. You know, it's funny. We have friends, the, the couple just had a baby, beautiful little girl. And they were over visiting. We had a nice talk. And um, it was funny because we, we were talking about things like uh, uh, homeschooling and other 
in other scenarios. And it just kept bringing to light how the education system ha has been destroyed. How our reading and writing skills keep going down, even as the amount of money we spend per child keeps going up. And I had to wonder, was there an agenda behind that? Behind having students who um, were programmed with the idea of a collectivist society. That, uh, you know, anything that might not be safe, well, you couldn't go anywhere near it. And the whole idea of having a collective that, that had to, to take care of you. I remember as a child, um, I, you know, it, when we lived in New York City, I was 10 years old. I can still remember. I, I, I was going to the corner store for something. And I could go, I was, go, I was old, not old enough to go by myself, but I had to show my mother that I had a dime in my pocket and I could recite our phone number, including the area code, from memory. That was allowed because I was expected to grow up and become independent. And, and live for myself. And I wonder how many parents today would allow their child to go through the streets of Chelsea all by themselves? How many parents would have the, a conniption fit to that idea? When I was a teenager, you know, 13, 14 years old, during the summer, I'd, I'd have breakfast and, and grab my bike and I'd be gone. I'd be gone all day. My mother wouldn't see me again until that afternoon. And well, everything was okay. I was expected that if there was a problem, I would call home and, and another. But other than that, you know, I was expected to be independent. And I see children today that are, well, they're just dependent on others for everything. And I wonder how much of this is a, is a, is a programming toward a, a collectivist mindset. The idea that we have to listen to experts. Experts know more than we do. Therefore, we can't think for ourselves. We have to bow down to the experts. I I've seen some uh, videos popping across with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's the point. I can't even watch any videos with him anymore because I I've seen his expertise used not as an expert, but as a foil, as a as a method of bypassing science. You know, he's, when, he, when he complains that the facts don't matter because the consensus of scientists is, shows me he's not interested in science. And then as, as I'm seeing all this and I'm wondering, gee, what happens next? Well, apparently the Census Bureau wants to start collecting a lot more information about people, including teenagers 15 and up. Now, the census is, has been one of these monstrosities. Listen, we have to have an enumeration. Every 10 years, we need to know how many people, and I would extend that to how many citizens we have in the United States. That's required by the Constitution. But it's turned into a giant demographic data collection. It's turned into uh, fodder for programming. The latest, they want to add gender and sex questions to the census. As far as I'm concerned, it's none of their business. When the census form comes around, I answer two questions, and only two questions. How many people live in this house? What are their names? That's it. I refuse to answer any other questions, because it's none of their business. But you see, they use that. Oh, we need to know this so that we can know how to, how to manipulate and program people to become ever more dependent 
on government actors. And it's funny because once you start looking down this, you start seeing, well, I don't know if, it, if it's that some of the nonsense makes sense. Or you just understand why they're pulling this nonsense in the first place. For example, I remember when, when I think it was London did this. But guess what? New York State's doing it now. Um, New York State Governor Kathy Hochul has announced that um, they have an honorary ambassador to loneliness. That's right. The state has created an honorary position of ambassador to loneliness. And you know who they chose, who Ms. Hochul chose to be the state's first honorary ambassador to loneliness? Dr. Ruth. Her full name is Dr. Ruth Weisenheimer. Um, she uh, she was known in the, what the eighties and nineties as a sex therapist. She was a, you know, she was on TV all the time. She's now ninety five years old, and the state of New York says you will be our honorary ambassador to loneliness. Now I find that interesting because I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't play one on TV. But it certainly seems to me that if you're going out of the way to find a famous sex therapist to be your first ambassador to loneliness, you're equating loneliness with a lack of sex. Now, I don't know what Ms. Hochul was thinking. I don't know what Ms. Weisenheimer was thinking. I just know I look at this and... You know, the sad part is I would you would think this would make the state of New York a laughing stock, but it won't. It won't because the collectivists look at this, oh great, oh wonderful. Let's let's infuse everything is about sex. Everything comes down to sex. Gee, I wish for the good old days when all we were worried about was sex sells. You want to sell a car, put a pretty girl next to it. You want to sell some other product? You want a commercial that works? Put a sexy girl in it. Nowadays, it's everywhere. It's the programming to view everything based on sex. And funny enough, funny enough we see it everywhere from television to newspapers to state honorary ambassadors to loneliness. You know, it's it's funny. When I was a programmer, when I wrote software, it was my job to put in the codes to make the computer do exactly what I wanted it to do. And you know what? It was never the computer's fault if something went wrong. It was always the programmer. We talked. They talked about computer errors. Computers don't make errors. They simply follow the instructions they were given. And the more and more I'm seeing the American people act just like those computers. They seem to do whatever instructions come from whatever expert, whatever power on high seems to call for it. Again, when I was writing software, I could program a computer to tell you that 2 plus 2 equals 5. It's actually fairly easy. I didn't, but you could. It was, it was simple. Well, that's exactly what we're seeing today. Here in Nashville, 
the our, our the Metro City Council in Nashville. Thankfully, I don't live in Nashville, but they they've passed a resolution to honor the Transgender Day of Remembrance. Now, if you're asking yourself, what in God's name is Transgender Day of Remembrance? Well, let me tell you. It is uh, uh, an annual. It's supposed to be an annual observance on on November twentieth. That's supposed to honor the memory of transgender people who lost lives in acts of transgender violence. Well, at least that's according to the Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, or GLAD. I have to wonder, um, just exactly how many documented cases of people losing their life to transgender violence are you is GLAD aware of? Or maybe we should ask Olivia Hill, Nashville's first transgender council member, Maybe she can give us a list of, of um, famous transgender people who were killed for their position. Or could it be just more made-up nonsense? Now, I'm not saying there aren't people that were killed who were transgender. It would be pretty odd for that not to happen. I'm not even saying that there weren't people killed for their transgender activism. I have no proof that there were, and I have no proof that there weren't. But with everything that's going on in the world today, Metro Nashville City Council thought it was important enough to create a day of remembrance for the transgender people. Meanwhile, for the last five weekends, has it been? There have been a there's been pro Hamas demonstrations outside the Capitol in Nashville every weekend. Pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas demonstrations. So it makes you wonder what the programming is. Is there something in the water in Nashville? Or could it be they've been given instructions? Instructions to hate Israel. Instructions that, uh, you know, people die. You know, if, you don't, if you don't chop off body parts, people will kill themselves, even though there's actually no evidence that that actually happens. Oh, and let's not forget the transgender mass murderer from March, whose whose agenda, whose manifesto and agenda were hidden for months, only to find out that um, yeah, it was basically uh, it was it was part racist, it was um, and, and it certainly was classist that she hated rich white people and just wanted out to go out and and kill their kids apparently. I have to wonder, what have we been programmed with? Now, I know if you divorce yourself from that program, if you disconnect from that, they call you all sorts of names and say there's all sorts of problems. But you know what I find? I find that the people that are disconnected from this programming are the ones less likely to have angry tirades when their, their positions are questioned, when someone comes up with a point of view. It's the ones who have not been subjected to this programming that are least likely to throw a fit, that are least likely to riot, vandalize, commit arson, and other acts of, of aggression. I think if we look at this, I think the programming is flawed. To use a, I'd almost say in computer terms, there's a bug in the software, except for one little problem. I don't think it's a bug. I think it's a feature, and that's a very dangerous feature indeed.
And listen, I have to take a break. Before I go, I want to remind you to please check out Healthy Cell. They've got some great products, including REM Sleep. REM Sleep is the only sleep supplement designed to support all four stages of sleep to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deeply so you can wake up refreshed and ready to go. And since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off any of the, your first order for anything from Healthy Cell. You can find all the details at AmericaOutloud.shop. But uh, basically, go to Healthy Cell, put your card together, put the code out loud in at checkout, and you'll get, it lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, they'll give you 25% off your first order. Also, please check out the website constitutionstudy.com. We've got some very interesting stuff. We've got the Patriots program. You can ask a question. You can join a mailing list. You can support the work that we're doing. All to help people read and study the Constitution so they can be prepared to defend and assert their rights, not simply be followed up, but not be programmed by people with a different agenda. Decide your own agenda. Learn to be free. Learn to defend and assert your rights. Better yet, learn to help others do so as well. Again, you can find out more at constitutionstudy.com. You can find all the articles and the videos. And of course, you can also find the Patriots program. Because as John Jay warned us, if you want to know when your rights are being violated, if you want to be prepared to defend and assert them, you start by reading and studying the Constitution of the United States. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. 
natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back, everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. And we're talking about deprogramming and programming. Basically treating people like, well, computers. There's this idea of just, we'll, we'll, we'll use the right instructions. We'll mold them the way they, we want them to be. And, um, well, if we're losing, we'll just claim we're deprogramming them from the other side. We've already talked a bit about, well, Hillary Clinton's agenda. She wants people that are, uh, you know, she wants to deprogram those that are uh, political uh, adversaries. And we've talked about the uh, the schools and, and the census and, and all of this focus on um, you know, transgenderism and, and the other nonsense to, depro- to program us away from the idea that, well, there's two sexes. It's, it's biological. That, that if the mind thinks the body is wrong, it's the mind that's wrong. Physical reality is actual reality. We talked a bit about this before leaving, but when I talked about Metro Nashville passing the uh, you know, Transgender Day of Remembrance to remember all those men and women who uh, died being, for being transgender, that, that list that no one I've seen come up with yet. I'm not saying there aren't anybody, but... Let's face it, transgenderism just hasn't been around that long. It's a, another another programming technique. Sympathy for all of those who died for our cause. Who? And and how many of them died? Are, are they going to roll in the the suicides that they claim is you know anybody who didn't get the the body mutilation that they wanted suddenly committed suicide? Even though the stats show that actually. Um, those who get the body modifications are just as likely to commit suicide. And then, of course, you have the uh, you know one of the deep programs. Yet you, you have to look at the uh, the the transgender mass murderer. You know the the, the lady in in Nashville that uh, claimed to be transgender and went after all those kids for the crime of being young and well white and. Raised in rich families, she she thought that was that was just fine. Rather than seeing it as as a mental issue, we 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 hid the we, we hid this data. The Nashville tried to hide it. The Metro Police, the FBI, even the parents. I don't I don't know um, I don't know their agenda because I can't read their minds. But it seems quite obvious that. If you are, um, if you have one agenda, well, your manifesto is published, and they look into every aspect of your life. But if your agenda is different, they don't share that manifesto. They the media ign- downplays, if not ignores, the fact that you have a that, that um, uh, you think you're a, a boy when you're really a girl. The normalization of this. Insanity is just as much a product of programming as anything else. You hear the term gaslighting, right? You tell a lie, tell it frequently, tell it confidently, and eventually it gets treated as the truth. Well, 
ladies and gentlemen, that's just another form of, of programming. And we've seen the destruction it's had on many young people. You know, they, it's funny how we always trot out the 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 transgenders that that are just happy as could be. We never look at those that are just as sad as they ever were. Those that regret the changes they've made and regret the futures that they'll never have because of the permanent changes they've made to their body. It makes me wonder what are we what are we programming our young people with? And then this story popped up. I hadn't heard this before, but it's back on the news. It's from Portland, Oregon. Now, I've seen plenty of news articles where places, public places want to put tampon dispensers in the boys' room. Again, proof that uh, you know, science is out the window and, well, people have, you know, th- th- there's this mass hysteria, this mass insanity, my psychosis, to say the proper thing to do is to put tampon dispensers in boys' room, which is what they did in Lake Ridge High School uh, in Lake uh, Oswego in Oregon. There's a problem, though. You see, um, apparently every time they put these dispensers up, vandals come along and tear them down and stuff them in the toilet. Th- that's right. There's actually somebody in uh, in the school district who is smart enough to recognize that this makes no sense. Now, I am not... Um, I'm not condoning vandalism. But let's face it, the idea that men, that that boys can menstruate is, well, it's just plain stupid. In fact, it reminds me very much of Bonhoeffer's theory of stupidity. We ignore facts that we find inconvenient. But understand what these, these tampon dispensers in the boys' room are doing. It is programming. Here's all an instruction. A line. It is, you know, men can menstruate. Boys can menstruate. You can come into the boys' room. You know, you can be a boy and still need a a tampon. That, ladies and gentlemen, is programming. And apparently, um, somebody's rejecting the programming. Now, part of what I find interesting is, you know, the the uh, I would think that the same groups that are that, that would normally be all behind the vandalism and riot and demonstrations and and showing the man are are not happy with this particular form of vandalism. Uh, from what I understand, again, they're taking the dispensers off the wall and dropping them in a toilet. Now, I'm not here blaming the school so much. The school has issues. But according to, I believe it's the, a spokesperson for the school, he says each time the dispensers are taken down, the school needs to spend time and resources putting them up in order to be compliant with House Bill 3294. That's right. The legislature of the state of Oregon says we have to that the schools have to put tampon dispensers in the boys' room. In a letter she sent to teachers, a, I think it was Principal Fisher said, uh, we are asking our student body to be respectful of school property and to be sensitive to all our students' needs. We encourage families to have conversations with our your students at home about menstruation, menstrual products, sexuality, and health. All right, how about we have a little discussion here? Very briefly, um, yes, you should be respectful 
of school property, even if the school is being stupid and uh, we should be doing and we should be sensitive to all of our students' needs, which means we probably don't want boys in the girls' room. Because, as I understand it, the vast majority of girls, they don't, they're not confused about the dude walking through the girls' locker room. See, if you're really concerned about all of your students' needs, you would recognize that allowing boys in the girls' room and girls in the boys' room causes more problems, problems for more students than the ones you're trying to solve. Talk about menstruation. Boys don't menstruate. So therefore, boys don't need tampons. It's really dirt simple. In fact, I learned this, I even learned this before health class and in school. The rest of it is nonsense. See, Ms. Fisher is actually promoting the programming. See, when she talks about being uh, 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 considerate of all students, she doesn't mean all students. She means students that have a uh, that are part of a political agenda right now. She doesn't mean having conversations at home about menstruation and menstrual products. She's talking about trying to convince your children that boys can menstruate. It's all part of the programming. It's one of the reasons why I'm so glad my daughter didn't go to public school. And I'm actually pretty glad that our friends pretty much think they're going to homeschool their child in part because uh, the wife. Yeah, uh, she used to work in a public school. She used to teach kindergarten and, and I think first grade. And she's seen what it's like and said, no, I don't, I don't want my child there. See, the first thing about programming is uh, programming happens when we allow it to happen. And sometimes the programming comes in a little different format, a little more overt format and some we pretend it isn't there you know people talk about it but they, they and then every so often somebody with some notoriety lets the cat out of the bag college is so expensive and that, that students have so much debt that's because the government before the government got involved college was cheap i mean government drove up the cost of college by guaranteeing student loans that's how the government got the votes of students they promised the students something for nothing they said hey vote for me and i'll make it easier for you to get a loan to go to college right well the minute colleges knew that people could get these loans. They started jacking up the tuition so they could benefit from all this government money. So the colleges benefited, the banking system benefited by making riskless loans that the taxpayer was on the hook for. But the byproduct of all this cheap money being funneled at the colleges was that the colleges kept raising the tuition higher and higher and higher. And then the politicians kept increasing the amount of loans they would subsidize. And so all of this is the fault of government. The government created the problem that they're now complaining about. But that should be a surprise to no one. That happens almost all the time. But it was interesting because he talks about, yes, college is more expensive. But did you hear what he said in there? He said he got the, 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 the government got the votes of young people by promising them loans. And, of course, now they are trying to bribe uh, uh, people to vote for them by promising them they'll forgive the loans. See, this is programming. I remember, this is decades ago, folks. We're not talking about the last few years. I remember uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, maybe more. We were having dinner at a friend's place. And uh, one of them was extremely upset because she, the government actually expected her to pay back her government, uh, back, her government guaranteed loan. 
she had gotten a student loan, and she was upset that she was expected to pay it back. You see how the programming works? You, you give people a reason to believe, hey, take out this loan, wink, wink, nod, nod, when things really come around, we'll pay it off for you, don't worry about it. That's programming. It's teaching people to be dependent on government. It's teaching people that government will provide everything. It's teaching people that it's okay to lie on your loan application and say you're actually going to pay it back because you don't really plan on paying it back. You expect someone else to pay it back for you. All this is programming. These are instructions to get people to do what you want them to do. But it's also programming because it's getting young people into colleges and universities where they can be further brainwashed by the Marxist professors that have been trained in other colleges and universities to be Marxists. Do you see what's happening here? Why do you think young people who generally come out and, you know, they may not be diehard conservatives, but, you know, they've, they've got, seem to have a, a reasonable head on their whole soldier, whole, on their shoulders. First, you see, they go to college and they come back raving Marxists. Now, ladies and gentlemen, they go to high school and they come out raving Marxists. Why do you think we've had so many demonstrations, not only on universities, but in high schools in support of Hamas? Because they've been programmed to believe that no matter what happens, it's always Israel's fault. Anything that happens in the Middle East, it's Israel's fault. That the Palestinians are justified in killing Israelis, raping them, beheading them, burning them alive, because they've been taught that Israel is evil. They've been programmed. Now, the question I suppose the American people should be asking themselves is, who do we want programming our children? Maybe we should be asking us who's programming us, but let's start with who's programming our children. Well, really, the question is, maybe we should be asking, what are they being programmed with? Because what they're not being programmed with is a love of, the, of America, a love of freedom, a love of, of independence, and the bravery to stand up for it. No, 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 no. They are being programmed to be Marxists, to be subject in a totalitarian environment. They are not being taught to be free. They're, taught, they're being taught to be slaves. They're being taught to, to sit down, shut up, and do what you're told. Men are being taught to be feminized. Women are being taught to be masculine. Why do you think, you know, uh, the schools are set up that uh, are designed to work what works best for young girls? Boys tend to be active and, and kinetic, and, and girls tend to sit still. And, and 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 do that work. And boys are told to be more like the girls. Then of course girls are told you have to be just as promiscuous as boys. You're not you're not a, you're not a real woman unless you work the same hours that a man does and 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 get the same pay. And listen, hey, you want to do that work? Should they be allowed to? Absolutely. But just think of what it does to say, you know what? Raising a child is just not good enough. The idea of making a child is a miracle enough. 
but there's a lot of work to raising a child. And to tell a woman that dedicating her life to a portion of her life to raising the next generation just isn't good enough? Well, that's programming too. And it's programming that not only degrades women and the fact that the miracle of not just the ability to give birth, but the, the instinct of raising a child. And then what do we do? We turn them over to government. Age of five, turn them over to government. You go, you raise them, you teach them, you figure it out. And then we wonder why these young people hold these really crazy ideas. Listen, I have to take a break. Before I go, though, I want you to join me every day on AmericaOutloud.news to get the news and information, to find out what's going on, to get this information from all these wonderful points of view, and then share them. Find the stories, the, the videos, the articles, the podcasts, whatever it is that you find important or that moves you. Find it. Take those links and share them. It's by sharing this information that we all work to secure the blessings of liberty. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
Welcome back, Everyday American, to rejoin the Constitution study. Today we're talking about programming and, and deprogramming and, and this whole idea of um, how you influence people and, and make stuff happen. Uh, one of the things I've noticed is th this programming we've been indoctrinated with that A, the federal government can do anything, and B, somehow when people get into the federal government, they're magically just... Well, they're just better than everybody else. They don't make mistakes. They don't have corruption. You know, people who would not trust a major corporation because of its size and impersonality are more than willing to trust a federal bureaucracy that's multiple times the size and multiple times more bureaucratic. They act like, well, you know, we'll just the FDA and the CDC and all these organizations, they're there to protect us and, and they don't have their own agenda. They don't worry about those things. Well, that's hogwash. We've, they, they talk about regulatory capture, the idea that um, corporations have gotten control of the different uh, regulatory bureaucracies. And to a lot of large extent, that is true, but it's it's kind of a, a two way street, right? There's this relationship that uh, both sides use to boost their own uh, agenda. So I'm not surprised to find out that uh, there were many, there were several top officials at the Food and Drug Administration, you know, the people that were supposed to make sure that things like, oh, I don't know, um, drugs that enter the market were actually safe and effective. Yeah, the, the, that that actually failed. That actually now have shown they've never done uh, uh, efficacy testing on the COVID vaccines. They've ignored safety issues. Yeah, suddenly guess who they start? They got jobs for. Yeah, um, they got key roles at Moderna, one of the companies that developed one of the vaccines that they uh, they were regular. And according this, according to the the British um, was the British Medical Journal uh, that investigated this. Now, does it prove that these two doctors uh, that started their careers at the FDA uh, were in cahoots, that uh, they they fudged the numbers, they did things uh, unethical in, in order to get these jobs afterwards? Doesn't prove it. But it's all based on the fallacy that somehow the federal government, A, is not only qualified to regulate food and drugs, they actually assume they have the legal authority. They do not. See that programming that we've been putting in our head? Well, we have a federal agency. It's their job to do that. No, it's not. That federal agency does not legally exist. The Food and Drug Administration does not legally exist because... The 10th Amendment says that a power not delegated to the United States doesn't belong to it. And look as much as you want, you will not find uh, uh, regulating food and drugs as a power delegated to the United States. And if you cry, well, it's a general welfare clause, read the stupid clause. Congress can collect taxes to pay the debts of the United States, to for the common defense of the United States, and the general welfare of the United States, capital U, capital S, proper noun in all three cases. And by the way, the exact same proper noun used in the 10th Amendment to say, if we didn't give it to you in the Constitution, you don't have it. I've done multiple articles on this. So, so the, if, if the Congress didn't have the authority, if they, if they, this is not a power delegated to the United States, then Congress, using the necessary and proper clause, it was neither necessary nor proper for Congress to pass the legislation that created the FDA.
which, according to Alexander Hamilton in Federal 78, and at least three Supreme Court cases, means the law that created the FDA is void. But how many people, how many Americans, how many hundreds of millions of Americans put their trust in an agency that does not legally exist, that exercises a power not legally delegated to them? And surprise, surprise, there are people in the FDA that may be more interested in their careers and their futures than they are in actually keeping you safe. And if you didn't see that from the debacle of the COVID quote-unquote vaccines, remember that legally vaccines, right? Because a vaccine actually contains the, um, the biological act agent that you're trying to generate immune system to. The mRNA vaccines actually just teach your body how to make it. The, these, these, the, what was it, Pfizer already admitted they never tested to see if it actually would stop the spread of COVID, which is the purpose of a vaccine. Right? So the, the whole nonsense, but what this has done is, is it has exposed the fraud that is the child vaccination schedule. As more and more people are doing FOIA requests and getting information, they're finding out that, uh, no, many, if not most of these quote-unquote childhood vaccines, A, were never tested for safety, properly tested for safety. They never did a blind control group, you know, a placebo control group, testing to see if it was safe. They never, many of them, they didn't do effectiveness testing. And I'm finding out if the doctors I'm listening to are correct, that most of these vaccines, again, aren't legally vaccines because they are not designed to prevent you from getting the disease. They're designed to minimize the symptoms, which is why polio, which we had been told had been eradicated, has started showing up again. Why? Well, because it didn't stop you from getting polio and it didn't stop you from transmitting polio. It merely meant you didn't uh, uh, feel the symptoms of polio. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but the lie to the American people that polio was gone because we had these vaccines, you know, it, it is, um, well, it, it, it's compounded. The lie about the COVID fake vaccines. The lie about the human papillomavirus vaccine. The lie about the flu vaccine. Uh, do you realize, based on, on my research, every year they talk about, you got to get your flu vaccine, got to get your flu vaccine. Do you realize that every year that vaccine is maybe 16% effective? One, six, 16%? Th that means that of all the flu viruses that are out there, you're protected about one out of eight of them. That means seven out of eight can still get you sick. But every year, it's the flu vaccine. Well, guess what? People are starting to wake up saying, maybe this, what is, I think they're up to 85 different vaccinations in the first few months of life. People are getting, you know, they say, maybe we don't want to start pumping all that junk into our newborn children. In fact, according to a CDC report, um, the number of children going into the 2022-2023 school year who are given exemptions uh, is now higher than it's up to, they say 3% of the children going into kindergarten have gotten exemptions from state-mandated vaccines. And, and according to the report, 41 out of the 50 states saw a rise in the number of people looking for or requesting exemptions. Now, again, programming. We've been programmed to believe that 
oh, you get a vaccine, it does this. The fact that no one's ever checked to see if it's true, or I should say not no one, very few people check to see if it's true. And now as this news is coming out, people are asking for exemptions. Now, 3%. You know, uh, to me, vaccination has always been, you know, they, they, they talk about vaccination as if it's a public health issue. But we're finding out more and more, no, it's not a public health issue because it's not about stopping the spread of the disease in many of these vaccines. It's about stopping the symptoms if you get the disease, which means it's not a public health issue. It's a private health issue. But you see, we've been programmed through schools, through the media, through the, the medical profession that everybody should get your vaccines. They're safe, they're effective. There's no downside or very little. But we're finding out now that a lot of that just wasn't true. And I wonder how many people put the shot in the arm? I, I, know, I know friends, I have friends that got the shot in the arm. At least the COVID shot. And now Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the world's leading cardiologists, I've had him on the program. I love having him on because he talks over my head in a way I can understand. <laughs> he uses terminology, I don't, but he's said He puts it very succinctly. He says, the COVID shots are not safe for human use. He testified before the, the European Parliament that um, uh, these products, these mRNA shots, are not safe for human use. Yet not only are they still available, they're still being promoted. And they're being promoted not simply by, um, by the medical profession, they're being promoted by government, by the pharmaceutical agencies, because we've been programmed to, well, do what the doctor tells you. This is one problem. I found more and more doctors don't actually practice, practice medicine. They practice bureaucracy. Well, this is what we've been told, you know. We, we, no, I want you to practice medicine. You know how hard it has been to find a doctor, a GP that practices medicine, that actually talks to you, listens to you, and then makes a medical decision, actually does research, find, you know, looks at the, at the pros and cons, and then helps you decide how to move forward? Because we were programmed. We were programmed to do what the doctor said. We were programmed to do what the um, government says. In fact, I just had someone uh, email me asking a question because she was confused about a statement by Department of Homeland Security, kind of a completely different subject. But the belief that whatever the federal government says is constitutional and true, the Department of Homeland Security claims that the, the supremacy clause of the Constitution gives the United States the authority to regulate immigration. It does not. It says no such thing. In fact, the power to regulate immigration is not delegated to the United States, which means it's reserved to the states. But you see, most of it has been brainwashed into believing, oh, no, we just do this. Just the problem with programming. Now, like anything else, it's not the, simply the fact that the, it's not simply that we are programmed. Um, I mean, we're, we're human beings, right? We get taught things from the time we're born. We're taught. You could say that's a form of programming. The question is, what's the end goal? So I have to wonder when, uh, you know, was the end goal of this promotion 
of an untested human biologic. It's not a vaccine. It, it's, a, it's gene therapy. This, so the, the promotion of an untested gene therapy. What was all that for? Well, I'm sure the, farm, the, you know, the vaccine manufacturers made billions and billions and billions of dollars. Congress claims that they are exempt from liability for harms from that, even though that's not true. It's not constitutionally true because that law violates the First Amendment. It deprives you of a right to petition a government for a redress of grievance. So the the was it? Uh, I forget the name of the law that says that they gave them a, a liability exemption. That's unconstitutional. Therefore, that's void. See, the thing about programming is: Are you programming for something good? Or you're programming for something evil. You know, the very same um, person who writes a program to hack into, um, I don't know, hack into a power company to shut them down or, or to gather data and, and spy on is this very same person that can write a program that can, um, you know, may save lives by analyzing data. See, the, the, the question with programming is programming to do what? The very first step in writing software is determining what it is you want to do. Then you figure out how you go about, go about doing it. And that's the problem. See, Hillary Clinton, going back to the beginning, thinks that if you support Donald Trump, if you believe that making America great again is a good thing, you have been badly programmed and you need to be deprogrammed and reprogrammed. I contend it's the exact opposite. That, that if you've been programmed to hate America, to judge people by the color of their skin, to believe whatever nonsense comes down some politician's uh, you know, comes out of some politician's mouth, that's a level of programming that is harmful, and it's destructive. So let's use a little bit of science. Let's theorize. Uh, let's look at at what Hillary Clinton. Was. Let's see. She wanted universal health care. Uh, let's see. Government got took care took over health care, and the prices have gone through the health insurance. Um, they really prices have gone through the roof. She thinks that governments take over education, um, higher education prices have gone through the roof. Uh, the quality of our education system has declined. Reading scores, science scores, writing scores, all gone down. Her thought that government should be in control of everything, if I test it, seems to lead us into a massive dystopia. Now, I say, let people make decisions for themselves. You decide what's best for yourself and then live with the consequences. If you get it right, great. If you get it wrong, okay, stop doing the wrong thing. Start, check, try something else. Freedom, liberty. You know, it's interesting because that created the industrial powerhouse that won World War One, World War Two, that defeated uh, uh, the Soviet Union. And it was when we stopped doing that, when we stopped trying to be, when we stopped trying to defend America itself, our ideals, is when we started our decline, became dependent on others for energy, bowed to Russia and China and Iran and Venezuela. So I think if we take a, a solid scientific look at this, Hillary Clinton's programming is full of bugs. They're intentional bugs, but they're bugs. Now, the other programs, they have their bugs too. But those bugs seems, seem much less destructive to my mind than where we've been going the last several years. 
Now, I hope you'll come back and join us here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. All of my shows typically go to podcast a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave the episode's ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the Constitution Study. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But, you know, I keep saying this throughout the episodes about the need to share this information. See, part of the program we've got is this apathy that says somebody will do something, which means nobody does anything. And that's part of how we end up here. If you want to help deprogram yourself, well, find information from different sources. If you want to show others of the need to be deprogrammed, well, you start by sharing this information. See, the blessings of liberty, things like freedom of speech and freedom of the press, they're only useful if we actually exercise them. So that's what I'm asking you to do. Find those links at americaoutloud.news. Share them. I don't care how far. I don't care how wide. It is the act of sharing them. That means you are helping to share the blessings of liberty, not just for yourself, not just for your family, not just for your posterity, but for every American from sea to shining sea.